Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. In season two of Hacks and Hobbies, we're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. This episode, I get to speak with Donnie Boyvin. He does not need an introduction. He's got one of the top 200 podcasts called Success Champions. And I've learned so much amazing stuff with him, through him, through the podcast, through the groups that I'm with him. And I was like, why am I not interviewing this guy? This guy is full (laughs) of amazing information, amazing knowledge. And I'm such a, so blessed to be part of his network and to have him on the podcast. Donnie, thank you so much for your time. Junaid, thanks for having me in here, man. I was, I was looking forward to this. Uh, thanks for the great introduction, man. I, I, welcome, man. I feel like I should start handing out autographs. In <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'll take one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. on the podcast, what, what I, I like to do is I'm talking to a lot of amazing folks and you know, you're one of them and just learning what took them to get to where they are today? Because, you know, we all have 24 hours in the day and we all do certain things in our days, but some people are doing things that are, you know, affecting their bottom line. Other people are doing things that it's just inside their heads, I guess. So it's not really, (laughs) what I like to get into is the stories, you know, what is their journey? What, took them like what what path did they take did they take the well-traveled path of doing the nine-to-five job or did they take you know the less traveled path and made it their own and their passion like brought their passion out and making this thing work for them sure sure so for me i probably took the crazy route and it's a route that i don't recommend for anybody to do what i did but i was 20 years the sales guy so if you guys ever listen to my show, it is great for kids to listen to, but it is not kid friendly. So, yeah. but you know, I was 20 years in the sales game and I was in the process of buying out my business partner. We we're going to do a seven figure deal over five years and I'm 40 years old and I just had this weird kind of wake up call where I realized I was living somebody else's dreams. You know, I wasn't chasing my own and from that moment, 15 days later, I walked away from that entire deal. Um, and for a number of reasons, I went the way I did. One, I didn't want to screw over my business partner. We were still going to be in the same area, same territory. I was under an international non-compete as well. So I, I just knew that I had to go do it on my own. Um, and I knew I couldn't keep ties you know, with that business partner, you know, we're great friends. I love him like a brother still, but you know, I jumped out on my own and I I mean, I remember the day I jumped driving home. I ended up in tears going, what the hell did you just do? Yeah. Man, I walked away from, I mean, I've I've always been a straight commission sales guy, Mm -hmm. but I walked away from a substantial paycheck. I represented upwards of 65% of the entire company from the sales I generated. Wow. And it was the craziest moment. And to make matters even better, 
when I got home that night and saw my wife, that was the first time she heard any about it. I told her when I got home, I was like, hey, babe, I'm out. <laughs> and she goes, out of what? And I realized really quickly, this probably wasn't the best way to say that. <laughs> Are you out of the closet? Right, right, right. And so uh, I walked her through it and God love her. She said, okay, let's figure it out. And, you know, out the gate, I had some pretty cool successes, some early wins. And I think those early wins gave me this kind of false sense of this was the right move for me. And what I didn't understand is I'd spent my entire career as an employee and not as a business owner. So when I got those early wins, I created a job mm. and not a company. And I was literally doing things to not grow my business. So I was working on clients, their projects, helping them, yada, yada, yada. And there was no revenue coming. Because I wasn't out selling, I was, you know, taking care of what I thought a business owner was and yeah. you know, taking care of the clients. So it was September when I started my company. It was January when I had to look at my wife and say, babe, we're going to lose it all. We had bought our dream house and farm. I built a second house on the property for my mother-in-law. We had it. I mean, the house needed some upgrades and stuff to it, but this was, this, you know, was our forever home. And mm -hmm. Because I had no idea how to run a business, I was running it straight into the ground. And when I told my old wife that we were about to lose everything that we'd worked for, mm -hmm. she looked at me and told me to pull my head out of my butt and go sell something. <laughs> go sell something. Yeah. So I did. And long story short, found podcasting. Podcasting saved the business, and now I get the fun luxury of doing a couple of things, primarily in the podcasting space, but I help businesses and individuals launch their shows and become profitable podcasters you know, on their journey because a lot of people are screwing up what they're doing with their podcast and the points behind them and you know, what they're trying to accomplish, and then, which takes me all over the world speaking, yeah. um, which, which is fun. But I also help small business owners and I get to talk to them a lot on how to get their business to a stable place by walking them through all the stupid things I did. Because I think it's a, it's what a lot of people do that have never run a business before yeah. chasing shiny objects and everything else. So, and I do that via a couple of different Facebook groups. So it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. Wow. That's pretty awesome. And, the one thing that stuck to me, and it's maybe because we've been talking a little longer about, and your wife telling you, go sell something. And that reminded me of my wife telling me, you have a lot of shit. You need to sell something. <laughs> you need to sell these things because it's not, they're just sitting, taking space. And yeah, man, that's, so that was the turning point. It was the start of the turning point, right? Okay. So just because I went and sold something didn't mean I was a business owner. You know, yeah. it just means I sold another project. But I hadn't broken the habit of doing the work versus creating a company. So it was really in having a couple of deals come through because of podcasting that started me down the path of actually doing podcasts. 
And I tell everybody podcasting saved my business because even to this day, I still interview some of the biggest names in the, in the world. Mm-hmm. And when you're dealing with those people who are running multi-million dollar corporations or their celebrity status, influencer status, whatever you want to call them, you can't half-ass it. You've got to actually build systems and processes and operations and yeah. And I realized really quick that I had no idea how to do all that. So I had to start creating it. And so, you know, we built out automations and things to handle all these things. But in doing all these automations, what we were learning, and I say we because my wife's been along for the ride, even though she's no part of the business, you know, she's been along for this entire ride. But Mm -hmm. what I was learning is all these processes and systems and operational type things I was putting in place were the things that I needed to do to actually grow a business. And then of course I started hiring VAs and assistants and, you know, bringing them into the fold Mm -hmm. and the business started to evolve and grow. And I learned to get out from behind the computer and actually grow a business versus doing all the stuff working in the business. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's very true because when you're working in the business, that's when you have the employee mindset. Yes. Because you're just doing the job of one person. And like Henry Ford says, I don't might not know how to do something, but I know a hundred people who could do this. Yeah. And having those VAs, right, now you've you've multiplied your 24 hours into 48, into 72, into whatever number of VAs you have access to. Because now in one day, you can get work done that's worth 100 days. Yeah, I, and that's true. I learned that if I was having to do the work, then I wasn't growing my business. Yeah. And... My job as the quote unquote CEO of my business, which is funny because I have one employee and it's me, (laughs) but my job is to go be the face of the company and bring in deals. My secondary position is to get my chief VA Mm -hmm. to handle all the workloads. Yeah. So I can go be the face of the company and get the deals and then turn it over to the team because if I'm having to do all the work, I'm creating a job and not building a business. Yeah. And what's, what's interesting is I geek out on some of the job side of things, right? There's some fun stuff in there, mm-hmm. but if I want to maintain a lifestyle of just over broke, then I can go make, get a deal done and then do the work. Yeah. And that's a surefire way to put your business straight into the ground, right? You know, so what I tell everybody is, and when you and I were just talking about this, is take one revenue stream. I don't care what it is. Yeah. And take it to a six-figure business. And the reason I tell everybody to do that is because getting the six figures is a phenomenal, phenomenal thing for a company to do. Because it'll teach you so much along the ride. Mm-hmm. When you're an employee, you get stuff done, right? Yeah. So you put out fires of everything else around you and you do all the things around you to get stuff done. Yeah. 
But that getting stuff done doesn't include growing your business. Does not. Right? So you constantly have got to build systems and processes mm-hmm. that allows you to continue to go out and network and, and talk and get involved with people to find opportunities to grow your business. Yeah. See, that's one of the parts that came hard at me myself is, you know, sure, I understood the, the power of networking because you're now in front of so many people. But what's crazy is that I just didn't think that that was the priority because I figured, okay, first I need to have something <laughs> to show them. But then somebody says, not really. You can still start talking about it and then build on what you need to show. So I was like, okay, that's like a chicken and the egg. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny. Is you know, I talk to a lot of people that are in the service game and, and they sell air, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, they're not selling a tangible whatever. Yeah. And, and, and what I'll tell a lot of people starting out is price yourself like you're a high school kid, right? Mm-hmm. Go stupid low. Um, out the gate to get a win. And the reason I want people to get a, get a, a small win is so they can understand and be able to get a chance to go through the process. They get to go through the process of finding a deal, winning a deal, bringing it in, doing the work, delivering the work, you know, and getting paid on it, even though it's the, it's too small of a price point. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want them to get frustrated with that small price point and go, I need to be charging a whole lot more. Yeah. That helps you start thinking like a business owner, right? And now you start looking at it where you go, you get a deal done, you know, and now you think, okay, how do I find somebody that can do this project for me and I can still make money on it, right? That's when you can start bringing in the VAs. Yeah. And then you'll start learning to price your stuff appropriately. Mm Mm-hmm where you can make money, still pay your VAs and you keep moving forward. And that's thinking like a business owner. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So, so imagine you go network and I don't know, you sell writing services. We'll just throw that out there. Right. You go up and tell everybody, Hey, I will write blog articles for five bucks an article just to, to, to test the waters, which is a stupid price to charge for writing blog articles. Mm -hmm. Okay. But you tell people you can do it for $5, right? Somebody's going to take you up on that offer because who wouldn't want a blog article for five bucks? I would do that all day long. Yeah. Right? Now you get that client and now you get to go through the entire process and you're going to be miserable because you're going to realize you're getting paid five bucks an hour. Yep. Or yeah. less. Or less, right? <laughs> and, and you're going to go through that frustration and you know you can look right back at them and say, well, this is probably not going to be a good fit moving forward because I realized I've just priced my, and be honest with them, 100% mm-hmm. honest with them. I just yeah. priced myself too low to make any money and justify this as a business. So I don't want to gouge you. I don't want to tell you, you got to come with me, but I've got to up my prices. And what's interesting is a lot of those people will go with you because mm. they've already got the relationship with you. And I'm yeah. not telling you this is a, a tactic to, to upsell people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but uh, people like to buy people they they trust and you've already done good work for them. Yeah, you know they'll come along for. It. And it's an amazing thing you could do this with with anything, 
you know, just to start the processes, mm-hmm. as long as you keep it in your head, how do I get the deal and get somebody else to do it for me and still make money on it? Yeah. Right. It, where people get hung up is how do I get the deal and then do the job themselves? Right. That's yeah. when you're, you're losing. That's when you're a freelancer and not an entrepreneur. Yes. 100%. 100%. And that's what a lot of people are in this day and age. Mm. And that took me a long time to learn. Yeah. Right. Because as I was going through it, I thought, I, you know, I've got, and if you run a business for any amount of time, you know, the frustration, you're like, okay, cool. I got a deal done. Crap. Now I got to get this deal done. <laughs> now I got to do the work. Holy crap. Do when do I, yeah, when do I, I don't do have the time? Right. Right. And, and now you're all over the place. And it's because, you built a freelance model because you wanted to go for freedom, right? You're like, oh, I can work anywhere I want to. All I need is a laptop, whatever. That, that's cool, but you're going to be such a slave to that business, yes, right? That you're never going to be able to grow and scale. And you don't have to have a big business. I mean, that's why I tell everybody, build it to $100,000. Yeah. Right? Because in a $100,000 service-based business, you should take home 50% of that. Yeah. If not more, I mean, depending on how your VA agreements work out, but man, uh, uh, you could take home clear $50,000 for your business to live your life off of. I mean, it's, it's, it's a real game changer when you can start thinking that way. That's really powerful. And all this time, it's like, oh, I could do that. It's like when you... Get your oil change. Well, I could change oil or get your, you know, your brakes change or yep. I could change the brakes, but I don't really have the time. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's the price of convenience, price of freedom, price of time that you're paying so you get free time back. Yeah, it's, but it's also price of your mindset too. Mm-hmm. Because if you're constantly thinking, oh, I can do that. Yeah. Right? That's the employee mindset because that's what an employee does. Yeah. Paid a wage to make sure the job gets done at no matter what the cost. Mm-hmm. And, and employees aren't taught to go find other people to do the work for them. That's what they're no. paid for. That's what they're paid for. Absolutely. Like, I'm paying you to do this. And if I get somebody else to do it, then I lose my job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's, that's right. It's a matter of you have to – I mean, Jim Rohn, who's one of the greatest – motivational speakers of all time. Mm-hmm. He says it this way, and this, is, and, this, and this is what I correlate it to. He says, if you were to win the lottery and you were to hand it a million dollars, the first thing you have to do is mentally become a millionaire. Yeah. Right? It's not go to a financial advisor and all that because if you don't evolve into that millionaire mindset, you're going to lose all of that money because you're going to be the same exact person you are right uh, now just so if you're an alcoholic before you got the millions, you're still going to be an alcoholic. You're just going to yeah. make nicer stuff until you lose all your money back up in, <laughs> back in the gutter, right? Yeah. You know, so it's the same thing as a business owner, right? If you're going to run a company, you mentally have to become a business owner. Yeah. You know, or you're going to constantly create a job for yourself. That's... It's really true. And, and so recently what I've done is I've found somebody that can help me edit my podcast episodes. Cool. 
and it's such a relief on my head. It's like, all right, I'm done. I can hand it, hand it off. When they're done, you know, they're done putting it together. Of course, I created a template because I've been doing it myself. And that would, each episode would take two, three hours yeah. to put together. I don't have two, three hours. I can't be working late nights putting one episode at, together at a time. So, yeah. So recently I got this book, uh, Michael Hyatt. I don't mm-hmm. heard of him. He's, I have. He, he got a book out called Free to Focus. No, oh, I haven't heard of that. Okay. It just came out like last month and he's got a video course attached to it also, of course. And the first video is like, go find an executive assistant. Go find a VA. Hand off whatever you can because that's going to free your mind. And that's what we've been talking about, right? Business mindset is somebody else do the legwork while you do the mind work. Well, and what's interesting, as soon as you said that, I guarantee a lot of your listeners that have jumped out and started their own business, first thought through their head was, I can't afford a VA. Mm-hmm. I, I can't afford an assistant. Yeah. Quit thinking like an employee. The, mm-hmm. the real response should have been, how do I go sell something? How do I create a revenue stream to afford that VA? Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You've got to flip that thought process yeah. to that of a business owner because the employee comes from lack. The business owner comes from growth mm-hmm. and the employee mindset plays defense. I don't want to lose my stuff. Yeah. Business owner plays offense to how do we create, you know, and, and build things. Exactly. And anytime you're looking at your business going, I can't afford X mm-hmm. odds are you're looking at it from an employee mindset. Oh yeah. You know, Absolutely. all the way through. Yeah. So one thing that Michael mentions about VA, and, and we're talking about you know hiring VAs, hiring somebody, and we keep thinking, oh, I have to pay them a monthly salary. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no way do you have to do that. You can hire a VA for five hours for the month, five hours for the week, depending on how much time, how much work you need done. You can do that in chunks, which is like mind-blowing. It's like, what? I can hire somebody for an hour? Wow. Yep. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I mean, you can go really stupid cheap and jump on. I mean, I use Upwork all the time Mm -hmm. for different products and whatnot. But Mm -hmm. on Upwork.com, I mean, I've had voiceovers done for 10 bucks. You know, I've had graphics created for $5. Yeah. Now, for longevity, you don't want to stay in those places. You need to find a VA to really help you get going further but there's VAs that specialize in your field I mean I have a VA that I work with she works with people who are speakers mm-hmm. you know, so if you're trying to speak on a big stages you're an author that type of thing that's yeah. all she works with and she will literally take over the operational side of your business it's wow amazing. that's and her prices I mean if you were to pay a full-time employee that yeah your business would be out of business mm-hmm. but but you know, for a VA, yeah, you don't have to worry about all that other stuff, and and it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, and there's no VA that you should have an individual that should cost you more than two thousand dollars a month. That's the extreme. That's the, that's the max. Yeah, high end. Yeah, you know, but 
somebody who's going to work up to 10 hours a week for you or 10 hours a month for you. I mean, you're less than 500 bucks. Yeah. You know, so, and you know, when I was really green in business, figuring it out, only thing that I kept telling myself is, okay, what do I got to sell to be able to afford $500? Yeah. Right. This job just paid for the VA. Mm -hmm. And the more you do that. Yeah. You know, because the right VA will help you manage all your other VAs. Mm -hmm. And in case we haven't said a VA's virtual assistant. Virtual assistant. Yep. I think we've said it 20 times. I don't know if we ever said one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, it's powerful. It's and, and it's a powerful world that we're heading into also, right? With virtual assistants. And they've been around for a pretty Never. long time. I mean, four hour work week is all about that. It's like go hire somebody to do your shit so you don't yep. have to do it. Exactly right. And I've said the <laughs> said a curse word or <laughs> I was like no getting away from it. Dude, that's awesome. I love it. I mean my my mind is just blowing right now and, and this is part of the process that I absolutely love. And I love I mean I love editing. I do voiceovers and whatnot, but that's not what I want to be doing all the time. And I, you know, it's what I tell every business owner is yeah. go build a business. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's why I love the idea of going back to build it to six figures is get to that spot because a, I can't tell you, and I don't know the stat out there. Mm -hmm. I think people would be blown away by the number of quote unquote entrepreneurs or small business owners that don't make 50,000 a year. Wow. Let alone get into, I mean, because in the day and age of the internet, nobody's as bad at, let's see, I went now, you got me cussing. Yeah, I was trying to be good, but nobody's as awesome as they are online. Yeah. Right. You only get to see the highlight reels. Yes. Right. Right. You don't right. get to see the, the, the screw up sides and raw sides. So, so you can look at somebody and thinking, man, they're crushing it. What you don't know is the truth is behind the scenes. They're going, holy crap. How do I keep the electric on? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So that goal of getting to a hundred thousand dollars, it's not about getting a hundred thousand dollars. This is a Jim Rohn phrase as well. Mm -hmm. It's about who you become on that journey. Yeah. It's never about accomplishing it. It's about the evolution of you yeah. as you go through it. That's so powerful. And there's this gentleman 15 years ago and he had this course. It was a 30 day challenge and it's, it's all about internet marketing. And he's like, all right, in this 30 day challenge, I want you to make $1 online. That's a $1. If you want to be aggressive, you know, make $10. But the idea is to learn the process. Mm. What is the process? What are the steps you need to take to get to that $1? And once you figure that out, then you can just multiply it by whatever number you want to multiply it by. Yep. Right? It's, wow. it's, it's smart because most people hesitate to do things because they don't know how to do them. Mm -hmm. There's a big phrase thrown around. I think Henry Ford said it, that everything you want is on the other side of fear. And I think it's wrong. I, I don't think that phrase is true because it's yeah. not about getting past the fear. It's about yeah. going through it in the first place and stepping into it. Yeah. 
right? Because it's that learning, it's that whole process that you've got to go through so you can evolve, exactly. you can, you know, level up. And in, uh, you know, this is why, especially in, you know, the Success Champions Facebook group, mm-hmm. we're constantly throwing out the questions, you know, what are you working on? What are you yeah. doing? Because we, what you'll see is, is a lot of people are working in their business. They're not growing it and they're creating jobs for themselves. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. I was doing that last night. I was uh, picking up photos to post on my Instagram stories. And I was like, oh, these are really cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm uh, looking at these hot, hot toys or there's a site called Sideshow Collectibles and they have these amazing... 12-inch figures, action figures of all your favorite movie characters that you can imagine. So they had, and so I get their emails, of course, right? So I know, so they had John Wick from, you know, you know his movie's coming out. So he, they've got John Wick character, you know, played by Keanu, Keanu Reeves. And then I was like, I wonder if they done Matrix, Neo. And so I found, I went and looked at the site and of course they did Neo right. 20 years ago. I was like, holy smokes, these guys have been doing this for a long time. So I'm like doing, putting these pictures together, talk about trying to come up with a story. But then again, I'm like, I'm working in the business, not on it. But so here's the question, right? Is when do you know that you have something to sell or to help somebody with? So. People will pay for almost anything. Okay. When you're looking at your business, what I tell everybody is what's the, especially starting out, what's the simplest thing you can sell, mm-hmm. right? If you were to break your business down to the smallest, smallest thing, what is it you could sell? And uh, we'll just take it with yours and doing the mm-hmm. video side of things, right? is is the smallest thing you could sell is editing somebody's video for Instagram. Let's just mm-hmm. go there. Mm-hmm. Okay? They already have a video. They just need a music, some graphics overlay and everything put on top of it. Yeah. If that's the smallest thing that you can sell, take that to $100,000. Right? Mm-hmm. So look at your business as a whole cuz imagine, yeah. If that's what you're doing. Selling that to an individual is going to be a small sale. Mm-hmm. Selling that to an influencer who has a couple, half a million you know, followers yeah. is a whole nother sale. Mm-hmm. Selling that to a corporation that has a bunch of training videos and other things, I mean, a whole nother sale, right? But it's still the same concept. Yeah, yeah. Right? You build that business to a hundred thousand dollars and here's the cool thing is if you'll stay focused in that lane to the hundred thousand if you'll stay focused in that lane you will evolve into a business owner because you're going to learn the process because managing a hundred thousand dollar business a service-based business like that is a lot of work and you cannot do it by yourself so you yeah. have VAs, you have to bring in all the other stuff right so it forces you to level up mm-hmm. your game along the way. And now when you go look at adding on additional services and things for your business, 
you've got the flow, you've got the process, you've got yeah. the things to that to go through to to apply as you go into different arenas and different areas. And you also may find you don't want anything more bigger than a hundred thousand dollar business. Yeah. Which is totally cool. Yeah. Just right. Cause it's paying. It's it's getting you to that comfortable life stuff. Yep. Because yep. what yeah, that's what somebody who's that he's like, what does it mean to be wealthy? Right? What does it mean? It was it was it might it might have been Tony Robbins, it might have been Gary, right? It's like what does it mean for you to be wealthy, to be rich? It's not having ton of money in the bank. I mean that definitely helps, but having all of your expenses paid, that is where you need to be at. Yeah. Yeah. And the average household in America for at least, mm-hmm. you know, could be free between fifty and seventy five thousand dollars. Yeah. Hundred thousand is just icing on the cake. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's powerful. Yeah, well, and the problem is, is there, and Instagram's the worst place for it, but there, there's a lot of these internet millionaires, mm-hmm. you know, that have rented the Airbnbs and Bs and they've got the rental Lamborghinis and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're doing these videos. And I mean, I, I will say, I even fell prey to this type of idea is, yeah. you know, here I was at one point a year in my business and I was just getting ready to creep up onto the, you know, the six figure business. And I'm like, Dude, I'm I'm listening to these guys that did this, you know, they're at multiple millions of dollars in their first year. Yeah. I'm like, what the F am I doing wrong? Yeah. And the truth of the matter is nothing. The answer is I wasn't doing anything wrong. I was just learning to evolve and learning to grow. Mm-hmm. And I had to go, okay, a hundred thousand dollars. That's a damn good business. Yeah. You know, do I want to go bigger? Absolutely. But but a hundred thousand dollars is a legitimate business. Now I know I got somebody out there that's making you know ten million dollars a year or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That are looking at me like a hundred thousand dollars isn't isn't anything. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, remember when they got to their first hundred thousand, right? Yeah. And and having more money doesn't make life easier. Doesn't take away your problems. Yeah. It just gives you different problems. It gives you different problems. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Different problems, you know. It it somebody to uh, one of the books I was reading is like, you know, once you've made your first million, and you know, once you've made a hundred thousand, like you said, you know, focus, make a hundred thousand new business, and you learn along the way. Your mind, there's a gate in your head that opens up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy smokes, that's how it's done. You can then replicate that over and over and over, build three, 10 businesses around. You know, I was talking to a buddy of mine last week. We were out having lunch and he's an avid listener of Gary Vee. Mm-hmm. And he's, Gary's always harping on a bunch of different things. But there was, you know, one of the Gary harps about is constantly reinvesting in the business and, and chasing things and screwing things up and going after and going again. Mm-hmm. And my buddy looked at me, he goes, you know, it wasn't until, you know, I came into this level of money that he's in, he's doing well for himself, but this level that I understand what Gary means. Yeah. 
you know, so he's investing in a bunch of small businesses and, you know, doing all this stuff. Dude doesn't have an eight to five, doesn't really even have a business. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just investing in other things, but it's all, they're small investments. They're not big, but they're all to try it. See if he likes it, you know, see if it's going to work. And he's, yeah. in the words of Gary Vee, he's tasting, you know, whether it's going to be, you know, something. And mm-hmm. he's like, it didn't make sense until I got myself to a spot that I was able to receive that message and understand it. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing. There's a reason people who make $150,000 a year lose their job and find another job making $150,000 a year. Their mindsets already set them up to be able to do that. Yeah. It's the reason uh, you see multimillionaires declare bankruptcy several times and mm-hmm. bounce back and become multimillionaires again. Yeah. You know, it's because the, the mindset's there. It's there. It's there. That's yeah. that's super powerful. Cool, man. That that is some really good information. Really tried and tested knowledge that people can take it to the bank. Be like, all right, let's do this. Cool, man. All right. So next, there's a few questions that, that I like to ask my buddies, my guests. And because this is hacks and hobbies, once one question is, what is one hobby that you wish you got into? Oh, that I wish I got into um, blacksmithing on the farm. I've made a couple of knives. I've got the anvil and everything set up. Nice. So, so, but I am would like to build a full smithy. Time is definitely not in my favor. Yeah, at the moment. So that's that's the one thing hindering it back. But. I think it'd be fun. I mean, I don't want to do it for to try and make a living or anything. Like right, that. right, right. It's just for fun. It's a hobby. It's just for fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think that would be a blast to have that all set up and you know mm-hmm. make my own knives. I love those shows like Forged and Fired. And oh my god! <laughs> one one video I watched and and they're like, "This is why this knife cost five hundred dollars." I was like, holy smokes. And they've yeah. got stacks and stacks and they're just hammering that stuff yeah. down. Uh, and recently I had the opportunity to, to visit the makerspace that's close to my house, Nova Labs. And they have a blacksmithing meetup. Every really? Week. That'd be cool. Like, Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next question. What is your favorite movie or TV show? And if none, how about a book? Well, couple um, Game of Thrones into the last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite book series is definitely Harry Potter. Okay. Um, TV shows gonna be a series. I mean, I'm I'm in all of those, um, like Alaska, you know, people living out by themselves off the land, you know, type stuff. But I don't nice. consume a whole lot of TV. But okay. if I'm gonna go and turn on my TV, it's yeah. mostly gonna be looking for people living off the grid type stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I try and build a lot of that crap on my farm. So nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Not well though. I'm not, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not well, the, it takes time, right? <laughs> right, right. But it's like building a business, you know, you're not going to be great out the gate. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Next question. Who is your favorite superhero? Favorite superhero. I never really got, into the superheroes but okay. but if i was gonna say anybody it's gotta be iron man um only because of robert downey jr playing i recently put out a meme that i found somewhere that i love that showed robert 
you know, in 2019, mm-hmm. excuse me, 2000 and nope, 1999. When, yeah. When he was arrested, you know, uh, for the DWI and then the next picture next to it, you know, he's standing below the Avengers 2019 with his hands up and says, yep. you know, don't let your past define your future. And exactly. so probably, um, I like the bad boy, you know, type vibe and attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really uh, there's a really interesting podcast that I'm into called Business Wars, mm-hmm. and they take you through some of the biggest business battles of all time. And they did the Marvel and DC. Oh wow! And I, it, it's like a six part series. I highly encourage people to go listen to it. But you, know, I learned a lot about how much Stan Lee really did for the comic book, you know, you know yeah, and all that. And I couldn't even tell you what the difference between like DC and Marvel was prior to listening to this. Sure, sure. <laughs> But but it was a very cool perspective, and probably why I lean more towards Marvel comics than mm-hmm. DC. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that a lot um, from a lot of the friends that I've talked to, and I got into Marvel and DC a lot later in life because growing up, I, used, I grew up in Saudi, and we really really didn't have access to comic books and stuff like that. And it was it was it was until I was nineteen I moved out here that it that I started watching Batman and. Um, Batman as as Val Kilmer and George Clooney, you oh, know, so back, those yeah. were so way back. I mean, Michael Keaton was the first one. He was the first one, and he did a really good job. But like, I had no concept of what, what Marvel was, and then in 2008, Marvel puts out Iron Man, and yeah. I was just totally blown away. And he is also one of my favorite characters because of the things that I absolutely love in the movie. Is he is using his mind to create something to get out mm. of a trouble spot that he's in. Right. 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 So he's in that space, in that sense, is he working on the business or in the business? Well, that's an interesting, so it's both because he's using the gadgets for himself, but he also runs a massive weaponry company. Yes. So <laughs> every one of these gadgets he turned around and tries to figure out how to sell. So, yeah. That's an interesting thought process. He doesn't get paid to do the superhero right. stuff, so yeah, that's 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 working in the business and not on it. Yeah, but then you also notice that he, like through through the arc of Iron Man, he handed off to Pepper Potts. You're the CEO, right? Go do these missions because absolutely, you know, so, got to keep so, the business running, and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great, so, great perspective. So there's some really awesome parallels. Cool, man. I love it. Next question. If you were a board game, what would it be? If I was a board game, what would it be? It wouldn't be Monopoly because I hate real estate stuff. <laughs> probably something like Scrabble just because I've always loved those word games. Yeah. Yeah, probably Scrabble. That's one that comes to mind the most. I, I like figuring out the word side of things, putting a bunch yeah. of letters together and coming up with stuff. I use a ton of acronyms in the business. So, okay. So. Nice. Very good. Very good, man. Last question. Where can my audience find you? So probably the funnest place is uh, if you're on Facebook, come hang out in success champions. You mm-hmm. know, that's what we're doing. You know, most of the really, really cool stuff. Uh, we're launching a mastermind in there right now. Um, that's getting going. So, yeah. so that's fun. And then DonnieBovine.com, you know, will get you all my other stuff. Awesome. There's a bunch of free things on there. So, so if you go to DonnieBovine.com slash free stuff, 
I got all kinds of cool downloads you can have from nice. a journal to strength test and all kinds of fun stuff. Cool, man. Thank you so much. My audience will absolutely love it. And um, I absolutely love talking to you and learning so many cool things and, you know, opening up that mind door and getting to that next level. Thanks, dude. It's been a blast, man. Good show. Cool. Good show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate all your time. And we'll definitely keep in touch and uh, I'll let you know when this podcast goes live. Perfect. Very awesome. Good. All right, brother. See you soon. Night. Later. Later. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hexandhobbies.com website. 